the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. We've just passed the two-year anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's death. It was February 17th. 2021. And I am looking back on some headlines on the date of his death. Rolling Stone, Rush Limbaugh did his best to ruin America. New Republic, Rush Limbaugh made America worse. National Review, liberals celebrate Rush Limbaugh's death. Good riddance, trends on Twitter. Don't celebrate Rush Limbaugh's death. That would make you like him. That's USA Today, NBC News. Rush Limbaugh's true legacy is how he persuaded people to embrace their worst selves. Uh, Here's another one from Mother Jones. Rush Limbaugh taught me how to think like a piece of shit. I'm allowed to say that on this podcast. So that's what a lot of people thought about Rush Limbaugh. I had the pleasure of dining with Rush along with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth one night in Pittsburgh because Rush was a huge Steelers fan. And when Sunday night football went out there, he came and had dinner with us and he couldn't have been nicer or more charming or lovely or gentler or kinder. We had a second dinner at another Pittsburgh Steelers game that Rush joined us at. I sat right next to him and he listens. He listened. He really listened when we talked. He was a good friend of Al Michaels, and I love Al Michaels. And as such, I grew to understand or get to know Rush a little bit on a more, you know, away from the microphone level. Our next guest knows him better than almost anyone. You might have heard him as Bo Snurdly. His name is James Golden. He was part of Rush Limbaugh's show for decades. He's got an amazing radio legacy of his own, but he's going to tell us (laughs) a lot of things about Rush we didn't know. And that's next. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. All right, James Golden, Bo Snurdly, we are so thrilled to have you. Thanks for joining us. I, You know, it's come to my attention that the we're just about at the end, just past the two-year anniversary of Russia's uh, passing and that your mom passed the same week. How are you doing? 
I'm doing better than I was, but it is still, it's still a tough thing. I was, of course, with my mom ever since I can remember being a human being. And of course, with Rush for three decades. And so the losses were really painful. And um, with both of them and with Rush, you know, every day that goes by, uh, I'm I'm reminded on social media. And I mean, this. not a day goes by where people are not saying that they miss Rush that they wonder what he would say about this news event, that news event, how he would react to the events of the world. And of course, I miss him dearly. We all do. All of us had worked with him. So it's still, this is not one that's going to just go and fade away. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. And in a way, I think the public, and I I, I certainly uh, think this way, that you are sort of a, a conduit, if you will. You're kind of like, the guy who now everyone writes to, as you said, on social media to say, we miss him. What do you think he would think? How is it for you to, to take on that, that role of the guy who sort of speaks for Rush now? Well, I don't. <laughs> People ask me all the time, you know, uh, you know, Jay, what would Rush say? I have no idea. Yeah. When I was with him, um, every day, and if there was some, especially if there was some major news event, we would. Uh, I wonder what Rush is going to say. And invariably, I was wrong because he was a unique thinker, and he was was so well read. He was so knowledgeable about so many things. It was impossible to gauge how he would think, and he would always come up with an angle that was unexpected. So those are shoes that I don't try to fill. Yeah. Um, what I do try to speak to is uh, those of us like me who were, I was in his audience every day. I was across the room from him. I just felt like an audience member too, as well as working with him and having that pleasure. So I do know that there are some things that he would be gravely concerned about with the direction that this country is going and the world. And one of the last things that he said on the air, when a caller asked him, was it time to panic, which is a question that would reoccur, and was it time to give up on America, he said, no, there will never be a time to give up on this country. We have to keep defending this country and defending what's right, and this is what we have to do. And I, you know, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's it gets tough and there are moments of panic, but he did seem to provide that calm. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now, it's interesting because there's sort of this dichotomy of rush, if you will. 
there were times where people would get so angry, some people, at things that he said. They found him so off base or misogynistic or whatever it was. Look, I met Rush two times. You know, I had the good fortune to dine with him. And what I felt in those two occasions, and they were intimate, this was not in a huge, you know, I sat right next to him, uh, was that he was gentle. He was kind. He was a listener. He paid attention. And I got none of that stuff. So I'm sure you get asked this a lot, and I, I apologize, but from someone who met him and had that good fortune to sort of see him off the air in an intimate setting with Al Michaels, who was a good friend of Russ's, uh, I saw a different guy to a certain extent than the one I heard on the radio. So is he, is the real guy somewhere in the middle? Is he both? What, what, how do you, he's both. The guy on the radio was passionate. But he was also funny, and he was very, and he was also um, very convicted with his beliefs. I mean, these are the things he actually believed. It wasn't an act. It wasn't something that was said to gin up controversy. The things that he said were things that he meant. Now, the fact that they were controversial to some people isn't a reflection on him. It's a reflection on them. Just today. And I don't want to take you down too political a road, but look at this. Today, if you say things that we all believed 30 years ago, you're called a bigot and you're called whatever. If you say there's only a man and a woman, why me, you're a bigot. Look at J.K. Rowling and what she's going through. Mm -hmm. The people that she made wealthy, the people that she gave a life to through her fiction, have turned on her because of political correctness. Yeah. Well, Russ wasn't about political correctness. He just called it, this is a guy from the Midwest, from a middle-class family, upper-middle-class family, if you will, in the Midwest, who had Midwest American values. But those were the same values that many of us living in the city had because they were common American values. At one point in time. At one point in time. The society, society has become more fragmented. And now expressing those values places you in controversy. And that's what Rush was up against. But he was never rude to callers. As a as a as a general rule, he was he treated them decent. He was a gentleman. And that was on and off the air. Yeah. He was generous beyond measure. And people don't even talk about that. Michelle, he raised so many tens of millions of dollars thanks to the audience. His audience raised tens of millions of dollars for cancer research. Cancer research doesn't have a political ideology. You benefit from it if you have cancer, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, whether you care about politics, whether you don't, whether you're black, you're white. He often said, that what he cared about was that everybody in this country would have a chance to access the American dream and to access all of the beautiful things that this country had to offer. Now, in my book, that's not controversial. Right. And, and that's the guy that I knew. And the guy that I knew off the air, I can tell you stories upon stories of his amazing generosity 
This was a guy, his his staff, um, he, he had a chef that would come in and bring him lunch because once he got there early in the morning, he didn't leave till the show was over. Mm-hmm. If you, if she or any of us would, would do anything for him, bring him a cup of coffee, do whatever, he would always stop what he's doing, look you in your face, thank you, ma'am, thank you, sir. That was the, the person that he was. None of that really surprises me. And again, it's just based on well years of listening to him and then the, the good fortune of, of just meeting him briefly in, in the, at those two dinners. Uh, he was a diehard Steelers fan and showed up to those games. And um, it, we were really fortunate when he was there. When we come back, I want to ask you how a guy born and raised in New York City shared so much in common with this man. Right back. Sometimes I get exhausted by how much is going on out there, but then I remember I can only control how I respond to all of this crap that's going on in the world, a war. I mean, there's so much, it's overwhelming. Sometimes I think that's part of the plan to overwhelm us, but where you don't have to be overwhelmed is in your thoughts of preparing, preparing yourself for whatever may be there. And that includes, I'm going to say it, survival food. Because even economists are saying a food shortage could be coming. Heck, I went to the grocery store yesterday in advance of this storm we're having in the Midwest. The shelves were empty. It was crazy. So you can go to fourpatriots.com and find food that can last in your pantry, in your basement for 25 years. This is not ordinary food. We're talking hand-packed right here in America, family-owned company employing over 200 Americans. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant. They stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make them in 20 minutes with boiling water. And now, right now, go to 4patriots.com. Use the code Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E. That's one L, to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. And that includes this three-month survival kit. You'll get their famous year-long guarantee after you order plus free shipping on orders over 97 bucks. They're called Four Patriots because a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. We love that. So go to fourpatriots.com. That's the number four, patriots.com. Use code Michelle, get 10% off. Again, that's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-1-L at fourpatriots.com. Start building your stockpile today. So James Golden, raised James Golden, ends up, first of all, how did the, I, I'm sorry I don't know this story. How did the name Bo Snurdly come along? Well, there were other Snurdlies, but no one remembers them. So the way that all this started was when Rush began the syndicated show, he was paired with a call screener who was a flaming liberal. <laughs> Didn't want her friends to know that she worked on the program, so he called her Marvis Nerdly. And then after that, she didn't stay. After that was Melvin. He didn't stay. So the first day I'm there working. Now, I had been working with Rush before. When I say working, I mean we had a relationship. I would bring him news stories. I was a longtime employee of WABC. Okay. And before that, I had a long history in radio, just like Rush did. I mean, I I was the last music director and the first producer at WABC when it went talk. Okay. I was there when Rush came there. So I got rotated on Rush's show. 
But before that, I was listening to him, and, and, and from the day he started that show, you could tell he was something different. Nobody else liked him. Nobody with his timing, nobody with his sense of humor. Nobody did radio like Rush, and nobody ever will, by the way. But So I would bring him news stories occasionally. And I ended up rotated on the show. We clicked. It was automatic once it was, it was there. But a few minutes before the show, first time, he looks up. I had brought him in some stories, and he says, you know, you got to be a snurdly. Uh, what's snurdly? Who do you want to be? I thought about snurdly. <laughs> I looked on his desk. Those are the days of real newspapers, and yeah. there was Daily News, back page, sports page. Bo Jackson had done something or another. I love it. Bo, out of the corner of my eye, said, Bo, and just walked out of the room. Little did I know. <laughs> Then there, there, Bo Snurley was born. I love that it's, uh, it has to do with Bo Jackson. I just love that because I love Bo Jackson. But you mentioned to me, you didn't want to take me too deep down the political rabbit hole. That It's too late for that. I've given up my sports career for this. I, I like Rush. I feel as though this country is worth saving. I, I'm a product of the American dream. My parents were a product of the American dream. And they were born during the Depression and dirt poor. So I think what a lot of people were fascinated by with you, James, is that you were black working with Rush Limbaugh, who was a conservative. And there couldn't, you were sort of one of those early black conservatives. Can we say that? that? And maybe I'm overstating it, but I think that people, I mean, I've looked at articles that say, you know, his right hand man is he's black. It's like people were in shock that this could possibly occur. How, how what, what do you say to those people? Um, <clears throat> most African-Americans, most black people in America are conservative in values. And that goes to what most Americans really believe, I think. We, when we had a common heritage in America, and by that I mean there was a social contract that we all, you mentioned your parents were born in the Depression. If, if we believed what liberals tell us about poverty and crime, the Depression should have left no one alive because the criminals would have just killed everybody. But yet people held on to their values during the worst of economic times. They didn't, crime rates were not abnormally high. They weren't, people weren't giving up their values because money was scarce. They held on to their values. Well, once upon a time in America, when America was a more church-going nation, and there were more people that were, into whatever their re religious affiliations were, they were practicing them, whether it was Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Sikhism, Jainism, whatever it was, when that was more the center life of America, there was a common system of values that was based around moral codes. Yes. And those codes are conservative, pretty much. Th those inform a conservative life. You work for what you have. You don't steal. You don't cheat. You don't lie. You don't try to get over on people and all of that. So 
there's no wonder to me that Russia's values and my values sank. We came from the same kind of value base, as did most Americans, which is why the program was so successful. Mm -hmm. Because here was a guy on the radio that was actually defending the values and the institutions that all of us grew up with. And that had no, and those values did not have a racial component to them. They were based with a moral component. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons his show took off because that had become absent in the main, it, it was, it never was a part of the mainstream press. But as America shifted, it became less and less apparent. That's, you saw the liberalism take over television, the programming. You yeah. saw it, it, it in the schools. Look, we're still fighting this in the oh, school, for goodness sake. Like hell. <laughs> we're fighting like hell. Yeah. I mean, right now we're fighting. People don't, when you say this, the left takes umbrage when you talk about groomers. And who wants to, I don't want to fight anybody over this, but at the same time, who wants their kids going to school being told by teachers not to tell their parents exactly about things or taken to drag shows or the whole emphasis seems to be either on sexuality or hate America. One of the two, yeah. not on the basics of, of learning. In Baltimore, two weeks ago, they, you know, they gave a, a math test to 2,000 kids. Michelle, not one could read, could do math on grade level. Not. It's absolutely terrifying to me, and we're we're seeing that uh, with Chicago now too. The reports are out that the schools in Chicago are failing like crazy, and these teachers unions uh, want to keep throwing money at the problem. That's never been the answer, right? This is not about money. This is about what are you teaching? What right. are you instructing our kids to learn? Because. It, in only in very rare instances is it stuff like reading and writing and math and science solely. Right. right. And so you have these ideologies that are pressing in. And then when you look at what happens in, in real life now, people are being told, look at all this COVID money. That, and we don't have the money, which is the other part. Right. So all this money was printed up, handed out. And they're still trying ways to spend it all while at the same time telling us that we need more. And just yesterday, um, there was a watchdog report on just two entitlement programs, Social Security and Medicare. Between them, within the next 30 years, they are expected to be $69 trillion over cost. $69 trillion. So you look at how, how will America survive? The only way that we as a nation will survive is we have to give back fiscal sanity. Yeah. And both parties are equally responsible, not equally, but both parties don't want to address that. Right. We also have to give back to a moral center. And when you look at the founding documents in this country, you look at the argument that was going on at the time that this country was founded. The arguments were going, what kind of republic will this be? And one of the things you hear this quote very often is that this is a republic that depends on educated people mm -hmm. and people of a moral foundation in order to make it succeed. Well, that's been borne out because now we see what happens when, as a society, 
we put less emphasis on education and at the same time, less emphasis on a moral foundation. Well, the, the, these are things that worry me because I wonder if the toothpaste is too far out of the tube. In other words, I do feel like something is at work here. Something nefarious is at work here trying to accomplish these things of not educating our citizens and making them completely ignorant of the founding of what of what power they actually have, what agency they actually have over their own lives, et cetera, et cetera. And so I sometimes wonder what these, where these powers are originating, where these influences are originating, and how some of the people who we've elected to Congress seem to think that these are a good idea. Like, and they, and they say we're saving democracy. I'm picturing Eric Swalwell as I say this, which is not a pretty picture, but you know, uh, <laughs> when we come back, I'm going to, we're going to continue with this because I, I, you know, I think some people laugh when they say, we, you know, we've got to save America. They're like, what are you talking about? We're fine. No, I don't think we're fine right now. I think we need a lot of stuff to shift. Either that or I'm missing something. He's Bo Snurdly. He's James Golden. We're back in a second. You know, the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver, were three and a half times more likely to have heart failure than those without. So do you have fatty liver? Well, check this out. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means a lot of us are at risk. We throw everything at our livers, right? We drink alcohol. We have toxins, Tylenol, cholesterol, statins, cigarettes. My gosh, that's why so many of us have this sluggage fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. So now for decades, your liver's been helping you with over 500 key functions every day. So it's time you start helping your liver back, right? There's a solution, liver health formula. An all natural supplement contains 12 clinically proven botanicals to help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the United States, approved by American doctors. So if you're looking to ignite your fat-burning metabolism, boosting your energy, transforming how you look and feel, try Liver Health Formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. You'll receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy, and you're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash sideline get liverhelp.com slash sideline to get your five free bonus gifts that's get liverhelp.com slash sideline well this was part one of our interview with james golden aka bo snurdly tune in tomorrow for part two when we talk about how Marxism is trickling into this country, trickling, heck, now it's almost like at a full-born flow, you know, is it, 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 how did that start? And where do we go from here? And are we too far gone? All of that with James Golden, aka Bo Snurdly, tomorrow. In the meantime, thanks for listening, and don't forget to be brave and do good.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.